So you have questions for me about this organization? Well, they seem to be popping up more regularly than one would want them to. Uh, my name is Hai Noon and I am the administrations officer for the Guildhall. Meredith here, I believe, uh, can, can vouch for me um, hmm. and uh, could potentially sponsor my entry into the Guild. I um, Well, if it was wanting to join as a, an adventurer, you, that's all you had to say, because we can get that paperwork started right now. Oh, that would be fantastic! As he looks at this sword. Curious. Very curious. Um, should we head to this chemistry building? I think uh, we should get on with it. And now, we continue. Day as Harold and Meredith leave the three Heroes Adventurers Guild to make their way back towards campus, towards the chemistry building on campus, where Potentia is already there, and she has found the office of uh, Professor Paracelsus. He is not currently in his office, so she had to go looking for a laboratory where he was currently doing some work. And you are currently standing outside the laboratory. You can see who you now know to be Professor Paracelsus based on the photo outside of his office and who you guess may be Dr. Von Hohenheim. They're currently in a chemistry okay. uh, laboratory uh, leaning over a bench, pouring things into vials. Okay. I um, I do that. I assume I can see through mm -hmm. the door. It's a win there's, like, there's a window. It's not a wooden door. Yeah. It's got a window. Um, I'm going to do that knock that's the sort of like, I, I'm asking for clearance to come into the... Uh, so you've knocked on the door for ask permission. They look up from their their bench uh, and turn to face you. So so you could tell from his photo that uh, Professor Paracelsus is an elf. Uh, he is tall and lean with long black hair that is starting to wisp into white. Uh, he would be an elf of, of some years. Uh, and Dr. Von Hohenheim, the human man standing next to him, has a thick beard and is quite sturdily built. Dr. Von Hohenheim is the one who... Come in, please. Uh, she does that sort of cautious door opening to sort of slide herself in and said, um, Bonin said you had some results for me? Ah, uh, yes. Sorry, I, I didn't recognize you. I thought you, perhaps you were an undergraduate student. Uh, yes, we, we have some, some, inf some information for you. Professor Paracelsus and I have completed our analysis of the strange material. Uh, it was an arm, I believe, or a golem. Yes. Uh, Professor Paracelsus will put down a beaker he's holding. <laughs> Sorry, as a chemist, I'm just loving all of these, like, they're pouring strange vials. <laughs> he's holding a beaker. Well, they're, they've made their way from alchemy into chemistry. They're still, still getting there. Um, so Professor Paracelsus 
We conducted our analysis on this mysterious substance and we believe it to be an element that is quite newly discovered. He'll walk over to a cabinet and open it up and pull out a sealed container. He has produced the jar oil with the cube of material inside. It was quite strange to find quite a large amount of, of this material. This is an element which we know to be zinc. It is reasonably abundant, but to find it in such a large block like this was unusual. And a golem made of, of this material would be have some unusual properties. Is there anything you could tell us about the golem? We've only been able to examine the arm. Well, I mean, all I really know is what you've seen. Um, other than that, it it was we ran into it again um, atop a mountain of all mm. places. I would be careful if you used any acid as an attack, because the gas that it produces when exposed to strong gas, strong acids such as sulfuric acid, are highly flammable. She just sort of nods. Harold and Meredith have gotten to campus. Harold knows where the chemistry building is, so he will take the lead. Uh, as Potentia is listening to Professor Paracelsus describe the properties of zinc, a paper crane flies into the room and lands itself directly in front of you, Potentia, and it looks up at you, this paper bird. And Professor Paracelsus and Dr. Von Hohenheim stop and look down at this paper bird and then look at you. Dr. Hohenheim steps over. I've, I've seen some of these before. Uh, they're the magical paper that someone writes a letter on and then addresses it to someone and it flies to that person and then can only be, be read by that person. I believe that's for you. Um, I guess she goes to pick it up kind of gingerly because it weird to pick up a, a bird letter. That is a bird, um, but a letter. This origami folded paper bird uh, hops onto your hand and then unfolds into a letter. She will read it, but she'll, she'll step away from the professors um, to read it. It says, hey, Potentia, probably not going to make our lesson today. Uh, I'm a little trapped at the moment. I could maybe use your help down in the basement of the necromancy department. Raffi. She shakes her head and pockets the letter and just says to the professors, something I will have to deal with momentarily. Of course, that's not a problem. Harold and Meredith arrive, quite surprised perhaps to see Potentia already here. Oh, hey, how you doing? Good, how was the, um... She just sort of looks across at the two professors and just goes, the uh, meeting you had. Meredith follows Potentia's eyes and goes, oh, oh, um, went well, I think, I think we had success. Yes, we do have a task now, though. Perhaps for these chaps, actually. Sorry, did did you fellows request some assistance from the guild? Uh, the Adventurers Guild, that is. Um, it seems you're in need of a courier. Potentia just sort of sighs, being like... Ugh. Professor Paracelsus looks from Potentia to Harold and Meredith. Yes, we did request assistance from the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild. I wasn't aware that... You were students here as well. Are you the ones that Bonin said would be coming by? Uh, yes, I assume so. Um, we've had some dealings with him recently. Bonin really does seem to know everything uh, everything that's going on, doesn't he? Yes. Well, we, um, we've shown ourselves to be trustworthy to him, so um, I think we can be of assistance. Well, uh, okay then. 
please come out, come in from the hallway, step into our laboratory. <laughs> uh, Professor um, Paracelsus will place the sample of the golem back into the cupboard. As I'm sure Bonin told you, we were conducting analysis on the arm of the golem that was recovered from the underlibrary. We have finished our analysis of this material and found it to be pure zinc, which is unusual to have such a large volume as for a golem. It's be very expensive and unusual. We are not experts in golems, but we are chemists, so we do know our way around the table of elements. But this is not research that was funded by the university, so with Bonin's permission to reimburse our time, we sold part of the golem's arm to a private buyer. Tenja's eyes narrow at this. In order to reimburse us for conducting this analysis. Science isn't cheap, as they say. And Dr. von Hohenheim, nor should it be. Well, no, I suppose if one's going to do it properly. Um, so tell me, it sounds like uh, this zinc, you called it? Yes. Um, I mean, getting such a large quantity itself sounds very expensive. So whoever could create this golem out of such a material must have rather deep pockets, uh, one would assume. Well, zinc is common in the creation of many metals, including brass, for example. So it is not particularly uncommon, but to find so much of it used for a single task without being mixed with another metal is odd. Right. Well, that's very interesting. So to cut a long conversation short, we've been robbed. Okay. And the... Ah. The piece of zinc we were selling was stolen. Right. The golem's hand right. was, was taken. Someone broke in last night and took it. Oh, no. And so the quest we, has changed somewhat. As is the nature, I believe, of adventuring quests. They Usually. can often yeah. change. Very, very quickly. I hope that's still okay. We, we are willing to pay slightly more. Uh, we will, of course, want to keep it quiet that the chemistry building was broken into, so we are willing to pay a little more for this mission. Mm, I but see. But we would like you to recover this piece of zinc, and uh, once you have recovered it, bring it back to us so we can verify that it is the genuine article, mm -hmm. and then deliver it on to the client for us. Oh, not a problem. I reckon we can do that. Hey, Harold, what do you think? I think so. Um, uh, we can give it a go. I don't know if we're detectives per se, but I'm sure we can our mind to it. Do you have any anything to go on? Any evidence? Have you seen anything on the scene or should we have a bit of an investigation and see what we find? Uh, Professor Paracelsus, whoever it was knew what they were doing because they picked the lock and did not break anything. They knew exactly where they were going and they went straight for the cupboard with the golem's arm. There are things in this laboratory that hold much more obvious monetary value. But they went straight for the golem. Indeed. Well, it certainly sounds like the work of the Thieves Guild, perhaps. Um, Potentia, aren't you friends with that uh, that idiot? What was his name? Raffi. He's in the Thieves Guild, is he not? Or at least he was attempting to last we saw him. Maybe without that book, I don't know. But we... Um, I know Raffi, yes. He did have aspirations. Perhaps we can ask him about... Uh, you know, if he knows anyone who would be up for this. 
I, d I doubt he could be capable of doing this himself. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, well, we shall look into it. Um, do you mind if we have a look around ourselves? Maybe our eyes will catch something that you missed. Yes, please take a look around. But before you pick up anything, please let us know. Some of these things are dangerous to unskilled hands. Well, yes, understandable. I'm not keen for uh, an accident to occur. Of course, uh, I'll be careful. Uh, so Professor Paracelsus will give you all another... I'll look over, taking a moment to look at Potentia a bit longer. Please continue. And he'll uh, go about writing something down on some, some notepads. Potentia, um, you have a, an eye for detail. I can probably help you a little. Would you Would you mind having a look around? I, I feel like you. Uh, I can be a little absent-minded uh, occasionally. But uh, if if you if you just take a quick look at my. Um, constellation sphere, sometimes it can uh, sort of awaken a small moment of the future and help you in your abilities. Do you look at the orb? She, she's listening, yeah, she's, list, she's listening to you and like do, doing as, as instructed, basically, because she's also just slightly eyeing off, like trying to work out why she's being eyed off by mm -hmm. Professor Paracelsus at this point. Like, you, why are you staring at, stop staring at me? What are you staring at me for? Well, as you look into the orb, you you see a small vision of the room that we stand in, and you now get a d4 to your investigation roll because I cast guidance on you. Okay. So, yeah, you are all welcome to make investigation rolls. Yes. Um, I will cast guidance on mm -hmm. myself also because it is a cantrip, <laughs> and that's fun. Uh, and do the same thing. Look into the orb and sort of... I got an 18 actually got a 19. I got an 18 plus 4 for guidance plus 5. So, uh, yeah. 27. Nice. <laughs> so much invest. So much investigation. <laughs> so much invest. I suppose first, what do Meredith and I see? Yeah. And then I suppose we get to Potentia yeah. with her super eyes. She elf, <laughs> what can say? Uh, so... Harold and Meredith, while investigating the laboratory, will discover that several of these, several of the vials in the room are missing. Whether or not these were stolen, by, like there, there's a rack of of chemicals on the like and uh, various substances, and some of them are missing. And given where these are located, these would be acids. Mm -hmm. You don't know whether or not they were taken by this thief or by someone else. And I mean, they haven't just replaced it. This is a, a, a working laboratory, so they maybe just need to restock the shelves. Mm -hmm. Potentia, with her excellent investigation, will find a partial shoe print. Uh, as you may remember, it was raining last night, and so there would have been mud overnight. And it looks like whoever came in here didn't quite get all the mud off their shoes before they walked into the room. There's a partial footprint that you've gotten. With your investigation role, you'll be able to know that this is uh, likely someone uh, around Harold's height in terms of like shoe, like so shoe around size. My height. Yeah, around your height. So around my height. Yeah. Okay. Um, and given your incredibly high investigation role, uh, you would be able to recognize the shoe if you spotted it again in person. Well, if I spotted the sole of it, I guess, yes, rather than the top of it, but sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to point that out to these two. These two being Harold and Meredith? They're like the shoe print. Yes. Ah, excellent. I didn't even see that. Uh, <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, well, that, that looks like a, a solid lead. Um, 
I noticed those there were some acid vials missing. I, I don't know if that would be connected or, or not. I mean, it, I imagine people take reagents all the time, you know, and replace them, but... It's not exactly great if you believe something to be made of zinc and you put acid in the general vicinity. Oh? Uh, what what does that mean? I, I, I mean, I, I don't know anything really about... What, what do they call it? Chemistry? Yeah, when you took it, it was Let's still just say like that it's a, um, chemistry 101, alchemy 101. Yeah. Let's just say the um, situation can get a little more combustible. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Are, are, are you saying that whoever took, potentially, I guess, these, these vials, if they were indeed taken, uh, has some some use for the two of them? Or, or is doing their own research, perhaps? It sounds strange, given that uh, whoever we're dealing with seems intent on the opposite in general, right? They seem opposed to new knowledge rather than trying to create it themselves, or do you think they would rather hoard the information for themselves and just use it for or their own ends? Or are they using this I for some kind of know. explosion? But then I feel like you'd be able to make a whole bunch of other better and more efficient explosions using other very much cheaper things. Yes, I mean, Drolag used, I think, like a black powder-like explosion exactly. on that mountaintop. Also, just go and find a wizard and get them to cast fireball. Like, I feel like it's just, there are better ways to make a bomb. Let's As we're just discussing say this, that in the background, are... there is a poof, and uh, Dr. Nicholas von Hohenheim is covered in powder. Oh, much more reactive than I. Sorry. Hashtag not all <sighs> chemists. Hashtag these chemists. <laughs> you can't say that. Don't, don't mind me, I'm going to step outside. You right there? Well, this is many hundreds of years before Fume Hoods, so he's not really. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say before we step to the next scene? No, um, um, I feel like we need some sort of, I don't know where to start now. I mean, we, we know that we've got someone who's taken a hand made out of zinc. We know that somebody has um, taken some vials of acid, potentially. We also know that we have a shoe print of somebody who is roughly Potentia's height, but that could be literally anybody of her height in Firamustus, which, can I remind you, is a very big place. But we do seem to have this lead, don't we, about the Thieves' Guild. I mean, I, I, if they were so expert in, you know, breaking in, I, I think it's quite possible that that is, is that a place a lead, to start. Though, or is that just, hey, somebody stole something, let's blame the Thieves' Guild? Can I ask yes. a question, Ben? How tall was Rafi? It's about your height. In that case, knowing what I know, um, I'm going to suggest that we... Well, look, you mentioned Rafi before. Maybe we can get some information about whether there's any reason he would have to believe that anyone was looking for zinc and or acid for whatever purpose. And I happen to know approximately where he is right now. Okay. I, I mean, I don't have any better ideas. I think we should I mean, head there it's straight a good, away. It's as good idea as any. I think let's do that. The department that we are about to go to, how would my, what would my perspective be on that type of magic based on the giant dump of information that I've been given previously? It serves a purpose and you would have no problem with it. Okay. Um, in which case I am going to uh, do this. Well, in that case, um, Harold, I'm sure you can probably direct us to the necromancy department. Uh, yes, I, I know where it is. I, I don't, I have never had occasion to go in there myself, but I, I think it's near um, your office space, Potentia, if, if I remember correctly. Well, I haven't exactly had the opportunity to spend a whole lot of time exploring that little neck of the woods, but fine. If everyone is willing, then we need to head there specifically to the basement. Oh, fun. Okay, well, let's, I mean, you know, we don't really have time to lose, so let's go. Okay. 
if you think this is best, I'll come with. As you're leaving the laboratory, Professor Paracelsus uh, says, uh, Potentia, do you mind if I speak with you for a moment? Um, she waves Harold and Meredith on and pauses. I could not help but notice that you are an elf that I am guessing of is from the Imperium. I'm, I myself used to live in the Imperium and was schooled there. This this city has some preconceived notion on certain kinds of elves and I know that that can be difficult when you first arrive here, that some people will think certain things of you because of who you are. I want you to know that there are other elves here on campus who uh, meet, they have a support group, they, have, they meet regularly and engage in cultural activities at games and talk about things in the homeland. I just wanted to, to let you know in case you weren't already aware. She just nods her head and moves to leave, like to try, like in the way of being like, I have to catch up with people. Good luck but on your adventure. I'll wait. Uh, Potentia will rejoin Meredith and Harold as they make their way across campus to the strangely angled paths and buildings of the magic district in the campus and towards the necromancy department. You've made your way to the necromancy school building, which unlike the other buildings has a black stonework facade to it. It definitely has the, the vibe of what you'd expect to be a necromancy department. Have people going in and out of the building dressed in more subdued colors, their robes black, but you do see the occasional person walk in who looks just like an average magic user. Is there anything that you want to do before you go inside? Are you just walking in? Because it is a school building after all, you can just walk in. Can I cast mage armor on myself, please? You can. So you walk inside and are you heading straight away downstairs to the basement? Um, I'll do a bit of a perception check, I guess, just like, cause I've not been in, in here before. Like, is there a certain vibe? Do I see any like interesting stuff? Hello again, friends. It is me, Ben, your friendly Dungeon and Doctorate DM, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and check out our website at dndoctorates.com. When you're posting about the show on Twitter and Instagram, remember to use the hashtag dndoctorates so we can see all your great posts. The personal message for today's episode is a special one it is from gore and it's to michael so i'm gonna pass the microphone over to gore thank you ben dear michael i have been enjoying our friendship grow these past few weeks and invite you to join me at this weekend's Mugby game. Come support the Feromastus Gelatinous Cubes with me. I will buy drinks and snacks. Thanks, Gore. I hope Michael joins you for that. If you would like a message on the show uh, read out by myself or one of the other cast members or an NPC, you can find the form on our website, dndoctorates.com, or follow the link on our link tree on all our social media. Send a message to a friend, a family member, a loved one, a DM, a player. Let them know that you appreciate them and let one of us be the voice to do so. 
I hope you're enjoying this current arc. The next episode is coming out next Thursday, the 21st of January. So keep an eye out for that. I won't keep you any longer. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the episode right now. Um, how much time has Harold spent in the, the magical district, in, in these schools of, of magic buildings? Because he's, as someone who is a druid, you, most of your studies have been on your own time and not academically funded or scheduled. Yeah, so I mean, Harold wouldn't have spent much time here at all because um, having been like a zoology student, he would have been like not studying magic per se. And like druids don't perform magic studiously. They sort of, you know, their powers are granted by nature and that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, In Harold's case, the connection with the the universe and the stars and stuff. But you Um, are somebody who studied here and you wandered around campus and and explored a bit. Is this an area that you've explored in your your time here at the university? I don't imagine so. I mean, thinking back to my own university career, I seldom set foot inside a building that wasn't somewhere that I was actively studying, um, unless I knew there was something interesting there, like, you know, the pitch drop experiment at UQ that you can you can go and see. Um, mm. but otherwise, no. So yeah, I'm really just sort of trying to get a general feel for the place, I guess. Okay. Um, I'll make a roll, um, um, just to give see. Me, give me a vibe check. Uh, we'll call it... Wisdom. Like I was thinking just like a perception, right? Just to see what I see, essentially. Yeah, okay. How did that go? Ooh, nice. Uh, 17 plus 6, 23. Very nice. Um, it seems like business as usual. Mm-hmm. People going about their, their studies. Um, it doesn't seem like anything untoward or strange is happening. Mm-hmm. I don't really notice anyone sort of checking us out or at least not at least not beyond the normal like, you know, you're not the normal people who are yeah, here. Haven't, vibe, haven't like, seen you here before. Who is that yeah, person? But, but yeah, like no real really, scrutiny. Yeah. No one's no 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 one's paying you any particularly strong mind. Cool. Okay, with that, uh shall we head downstairs then? Yeah. I mean I feel like the quicker we can get in and get out the better, right? Uh yes. You make your way downstairs to the basement level of the necromancy department, which has a lot more traffic than you'd expect for being a basement. Mm. Uh, It seems that there are a number of laboratories and classes down here, and you also find that it is several degrees cooler downstairs in the basement. Mm -hmm. This building has several basement levels. It looks like there are stairs that continue to go down. How far down are you wanting to go? I guess... uh... Until we find who we're looking for, really. I guess we'll have a quick squiz at each level and see if we spot Raffi. Harold has excellent perception. So I, you will know when you spot him. Mm-hmm. He's not on the first basement level. Yep. There are a number of people going about classes. You walk past, slightly disturbingly, what appears to be a morgue of some kind. Mm. And down to a deeper level of the basement where there are fewer people. And you come across a locked classroom, a locked storeroom of some description with high ceilings, but a window on the door. And Mm. what drew your attention to this room was that there is something large moving about. But what catches Harold's eye is that on a pipe high up on the ceiling that runs the length of the room is Raffi clinging to a pipe, clinging to a pipe that runs the length of the room. Underneath Raffi, shifting about and looking up directly at him, is a dinosaur of some description as a zombie. Ah, 
It appears um, to be some kind of uh, carnivore based on the mm-hmm. size of its teeth and claws, bipedal, and making the occasional leaping snap up at Raffi, who... You're saying I don't need to roll an insight check to um, ascertain the dinosaur's intent? Uh, I think you can roll insight check if you would like to learn anything more, but I think you are pretty right. insightful as a person. That. Yeah. Passive insight 16. But I will yeah. roll because I, I potentially could, could get more insights. I doubt it though. No, that's worse. 15. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I will I will cast bark skin on myself uh, in response to seeing that. Um, and my skin takes on a tougher bark-like texture. My AC is now 16. Uh, and... I will uh, shout out, uh, uh, do you have everything under control there, Raffi? Uh, uh, this raptor stops and looks at the door, its eye sockets peering at, into, at you. Mm. Raffi yeah. hasn't responded. Oh dear, okay. But he's, he's clinging to that pipe. I turn to the two. Uh, should, we, should, should we help? I mean... Yes, but I feel like this is a very good example of why dead things should stay dead. Oh, no argument from me. No, I, I think um, I think what Potentia's going to do is message Raffi just to point out that they're there because he clearly doesn't necessarily know that we're there at the moment. Okay, what do you say to him? Uh, I understand you need some assistance. Yeah, it's uh, been a rough night. Hmm. I'll look over at Potentia and say, I assume you did the, the brain thing. Are we jumping in? He seems to need some assistance. Oh, yeah, fine. Think? All right. I will I will then cast Guiding Bolt. Uh, so the door is currently closed. You have to open uh, the door. Dinosaur. Oh, I see. So the door, ah. the door, <laughs> is closed, door is closed and locked. Ah, okay. I felt a lot. I feel a lot safer now. I, I rescind the guiding bolt then because I guess that wouldn't be too good through a door. Um, There's a as as with the chemistry building, there is a window that you've been peering through. Um, I'll try the door. No, notice that it's locked. Um, I don't suppose anyone can pick a lock. Raffi is predisposed, it seems. Not that yeah. he could probably find his way in here anyway. Um, you Again. have a thing for this potential, don't you? How, do, you seem to break things all the time. Can I conjure myself a lock pick? Using minor conjuration? Yes, you can. Uh, whether or not you have the proficiency to use it, we'll see. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, I don't get to add proficiency, but I might just conjure myself a lockpick mm-hmm. and see if I can open the door using it. I mean, if it takes any damage, it disappears anyway, so. All right. Um, do you want a sleight of hand check? Yes, sleight of hand check, please. 22. <laughs> nice! You, un- you uh, unlock this door. <laughs> She's going to unlock the door and then just turn back to Harold and say, after you. I mean, I, I'll go through. Raffi needs my help. All right. Rolling initiatives. 18. 7. 19. So Meredith was 9. Someone's seven. 7. 7. Potentia. 18. 18. Harold. 19. 19. So Harold, you're up first, which works out perfectly as you're the one opening the door. Great. Guiding bolt. Let's go. All right. Roll to hit. Roll to hit with Guiding Bolt. That'll be a 25. That's a hit. And all these rolls, making up for that time. I didn't roll an eight above an eight all session. Uh, okay, 46. Uh, oh, wow, that was not good. I spoke way too soon. Two, three, one, one, seven damage. 
Mm. Uh, Radiant, though, and the next attack does have advantage, which is nice. That's actually super nice right now. Yeah. Radiant damage is going to deal additional damage. Sure it does. To this this zombie raptor. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you have its attention now. I figured as much. (laughs) Yeah. The room is 30 feet wide by uh, 40 feet long. Yeah. And the ceiling is uh, about 25 feet up. Nice. You've hit it. Are you moving? Oh, hell no. I'm well, I'll move just inside the door. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be just inside enough so that other people can get in. But mm-hmm. I am moving no closer to this zombie raptor. <laughs> OK, Potentia. Cool. Um, I am going to cast Ice Knife mm-hmm. at level two, which because it is a ranged attack that I have advantage on, I have double advantage on because I have elven accuracy as a feat. So I will roll and see how I go. Uh, so I got a seven and a four. So let's re-roll that four. Uh, 22, because I got an 18. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Really? What? Crazy. Mm. Um, so that means it takes one d10 and then it has to do a dex save dex save all right yeah so the 1d10 is 10 <laughs> uh, it rolls a nine on its dexterity saving throw which means it fails that which means it takes an additional 2d6 uh so it takes 10 piercing damage plus 13 uh cold damage very good uh it looks like you've taken some chunks out of it, but it is still standing and still angry. Yeah. Um, which I way just, did Harold move? He just like I'll stepped. say I moved to the left inside the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you stepping into the room as well? I'm going to go along the wall uh, to like... How wide did you say the room was? Sorry. I... Uh, it's 30 feet from the door to the raptor, and yeah. the room is 40 feet long. And is the raptor in the middle of the room? The raptor is at the very other side of the room. Cool. I will put myself against the f- the wall that, like, go halfway along the wall, basically. Okay. All right. Raptor's turn. <laughs> so that so that Harold and I are not next to each other, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Raptor's turn. Uh, it's mad. It's just been attacked twice. There is something it can't reach, but it can reach both of you. Uh, so it is... It looks at, at, at Harold and takes a few steps and then leaps across the room at you. So I'm going to make a, a claw attack. Does a 15 hit you? Nope. So because of your bark skin? Because of my bark skin, yeah. So its claw comes down and scratches your, your bark skin, but not enough to, to deal damage. Uh, and because you avoided this attack, it doesn't land fully on you. So it lands directly mm-hmm. next to you. It's now blocking the doorway, Meredith. Uh, but that could have gone a lot worse for Harold. Mm-hmm. Meredith. All right, so the raptor's blocking the doorway. Yeah. Because I want to cast Featherfall on Raffi. Aren't you tiny? You can move through a square occupied by something bigger than you, right? That's true. I am teeny. The other, she can move to the other side, slip past it through the door on, yeah, into right. the room. Okay. Yeah, she'll do that. And I'm going to cast Featherfall on Raffi. And then she'll just like hide next to its feet. <laughs> All right. Wait, do you do you tell Raffi you've cast Featherfall on him? Wait. 
to the trample zone. Yeah, and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she casts Featherfall on Raffi just to make sure that he's going to be okay if he falls down. I'm thinking I might take out my rapier and mm-hmm. swipey swipe! All right. Because that's Roll. not going to end terribly at all. What? It, using your rapier so She's far on has that been highway. useful. Yeah. All right. So uh, hit DC is plus five. What does that mean again? Uh, you roll so it and then you add five. I roll it and then I add five. Okay, so yeah, I roll a yeah. d20 and then add five. It's been a while since I've used my rapier. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's a one. Ah, no, mm. you miss. Yes, I do. You miss horribly, in fact. I miss really badly. Uh, but perhaps the, the roll underneath the dinosaur's legs and casting before you were a little distracted. Yeah, and I like fumble it and drop it and go. Argh! Or uh, make me a dexterity saving throw. 16 dexterity. All right. You don't drop your weapon, but you nearly, you have butterfingers for a moment. There's like a moment. And then I'm like, it's okay. I got it. I saved it. Harold, you're up. This raptor is right next to you. Yeah, it is. Uh, I summon the constellation sphere uh, and the visage of a uh, stag is um, lined in a constellation on the sphere and like a hologram comes forth about 30 feet away from me, which incidentally is its movement. That's useful. Uh, and the stag charges full speed into the the, the thing, the, 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 the zombie raptor, mm-hmm. and uh, takes a, uh, a maul attack at it uh, with a 24 to hit. That hits. And it will do 1d8 plus six. Oh my god. Really good. Uh, six, uh, no, 14 piercing damage to it. Nice, nice. Uh, but it, it did it did go its full speed, so uh, it's it's kind of... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. You know, I, I have advantage because it has pack tactics, and I am within five feet of the raptor, just in case I get a nat 20. I didn't. All right, that, that's what happens. So... Um, you but I will your... position. I will position the stag directly mm-hmm. opposite me, so that we are flanking as well. Okay. So you summoned your stag across the room, and it charges the raptor. Yeah, my constellation star spirit stag. So this is Orion once again, but in Orion once again. Yeah. Stag form Orion. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to do is like the 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 top five foot of it and five foot of air above it. Um, I am going to cast uh, shatter at its head basically um because specifically the sort of internal spot more like if if it was if the wall was next to it on one side this side of its head that the internal room so it's not going to hit the wall it's just going to hit like the top part of it because i don't want to hit meredith who's basically underneath it all right uh i don't think you have to roll to hit i just no it's a con save. save yeah it makes a con save it rolls 13. Uh, is the exact save. Damn it. Meet to beat. So is that half damage? Is, yeah, half damage. 3d8. Where's my d8? 7 and 4 is 11, and 5 is 16 points of thunder damage? Thunder damage. I need to make a constitution saving throw for this raptor. You've just blown its head off. This is a zombie. So I need oh, to make yeah. a constitution saving throw to see if it <laughs> goes down. 
<laughs> it doesn't go down. It's still standing. It has no head, but it is still standing. This is this, so wrong. This, this, so Potential is now 40 feet away from you. Uh, Harold is 10 feet from you. Raffi is 30 feet across the room, 25 feet up. Uh, this raptor looks not good, missing its head. I'm sorry, everybody, but Meredith is really like, you've never seen her like this. She's super freaking out and she's just like, this is unbelievably wrong. I hate everything about this. Um, I'm going to cast Thunderwave um, and I'm going to make that a second level as well because she's just done. Um, now, you could take a few steps back to try and not hit Harold or his stag. Mm. Uh I mean, don't worry about the stag. I think you have to hit the stag based on yeah. But you can the take way the yeah. room is. But if okay, if you stepped away, this thing would get an attack opportunity against you. But I will let you know that because it does not have a head currently, it's rolling with disadvantage. Yeah, I'm just not sure she's in the right frame of mind to do that. All right, though. she's just gonna thunder yeah, wave. Yeah, she's just gonna thunder wave. Yep. So, it's a Constitution save. Mm-hmm. Lucky this thing is rolling with disadvantage on all checks currently. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Harold, need to roll a constitution saving throw. It's con 13. Six. Sorry. So that is 3d8. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five, six, and three. So that's 14 points of damage to both. That is the constitution saving throw this raptor needs to make to not be destroyed. It rolls a nat 20 on its constitution saving throw. You've blown apart more of this raptor. It is limping now, but it is still standing. Uh, Harold, you took that damage as well? Yeah, no, I did. Um, and the stag disappeared because I failed my concentration check. Okay. It is now your turn, Harold. Uh, Raffi has, is, is holding one-handed to the beam, to the pole, the pipe currently. Um, he hasn't quite decided to drop down, but he's looking like he's about to be. Uh, this is a zombie. I'm going to peel back the curtain for people who haven't dealt with zombies in D&D before. Once it has no health it has to make it has to make a constitution saving throw with a dc equal to five plus the damage taken otherwise it doesn't die but a critical hit or radiant damage bypasses that i don't think harold knows that like he saw that it did damage but also yeah. <sighs> that's why this thing is still standing that's why it, it just doesn't it refuses to go down ranged attacks Zombies. have disadvantage when you are in melee range though and you do have a you do have a sword that's in world what harold would know so taking out my new weapon i guess uh, I'll take a slash at it with my sword, uh, my star sword. Um, oh, that wasn't good. 11. Uh, you will be adding a bonus to hit with this weapon. Okay. It, uh, you are currently adding a plus one. Okay, uh, 12 then. That will hit. Oh, okay, This Great. thing's uh, dexterity is being ripped apart, so it's not going to be avoiding very much. Great. Is there any damage bonus? Is it plus one to hit and damage? Or is it plus just one to plus hit one? and damage. Okay, so it's got a plus one enchantment on it. Cool, okay. Uh, not much. Five. Five slashing damage? Unless there's some other property of it that I don't know. It is know slashing. Um, I am going to make a dextru- uh, constitution saving throw of DC five plus five. It fails. Cool. <laughs> your, your sword slash is the final thing it needs to bring it down. Mm. It collapses. Nice. Uh, and Raffi, guess I'll sheathe my sword just in victory, you know. <laughs> Meredith just like kicks it. Hey, Joe here. 
If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your app of choice. While you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Uh, Raffi will release the pipe and float gracefully down to the ground. Thanks for the help, Raffi. Very, very useful, as always. Great hiding skills, too. I'm sorry, but my arms are just dead. I've been up there all night. What were you doing down here, anyway? I mean, you're not... You're not into necromancy, are you? No. I'm... Do you even know what necromancy is? Yeah, it's the undead magic. He's shaking his arms out. All right, well, at least you're safe. Wouldn't want to see you get eaten. Yes, I appreciate the save. Thank you very much for coming and getting me. What were you doing down here out of curiosity? I am someone fascinated with relics and the past. And the necromancy department is always pilfering things from the archaeology department and I came to have a look at what was missing. You're an archaeologist enthusiast too, are you, Raffi? Yes, I love a good relic. Inside check. <laughs> uh, 18. He, you get the impression that maybe he likes relics for a different reason to the reason mm. you like relics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I hate to be this person, Raffi, but I, I, I kind of feel like you might owe us one. Again, mm-hmm. um, we have um, a small matter that you could help us with, given that your uh, skill set is in acquiring things. Um, something was acquired from the chemistry department last night, or at least recently. Uh, a- an item made of zinc and... Uh, Harold, you notice that as you mentioned this, he shuffles the bag on his back to be more behind yes, him. I-, I figured as much. Now... I don't suppose you would happen to know anything about that, given your um, recent membership. Can can Meredith like stealth stealthily go and like cut the bottom out of his bag with her dagger? <laughs> okay, so if you're doing that, I need a stealth check from you yeah. against yeah. his perception check. <sighs> okay, nineteen plus four. Oh damn, that's very stealthy. Uh, so I'm going to lie to Harold first with a bluff. Okay. Yeah, a sure. deception check. Um, so Harold's insight, his deception. Yeah. Oh, God, Do you want me to Ravi. roll another insight? Or should uh, I no, keep the 18? We'll keep the 18. Okay. Uh, Ravi says, I can't say I know what you're talking about, sorry. Do I believe him? Not at all. Cool. Not at all. You, you, in fact, believe he is heavily implicated in whatever is going on. Uh, what did you roll? Sorry, uh, what did you roll for your stealth? Mary. 19 plus 4 19 23. 23. 23. 23 oh damn even I can't notice that um carry <laughs> on <laughs> in, in the, the <clears throat> not particularly well lit room down here Meredith sneaks up behind Raffi and using her dagger cuts his bag open and among a few other bits of uh, roguish kit drops a parcel wrapped in in cloth and it, th- it, it and it goes thunk when it hits the ground like it has some significant weight to it
Hey folks, Ross here. If you want to interact with us online, you can hit us up on our various social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DN Doctorates. Don't forget, you can also submit mid-show messages and questions for the common room, as well as peruse our wiki at dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. We'll see you next week.